Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. We're all friends, we're here to have fun, but our story can include graphic violence, drug use, sexual content, and other mature themes. We've talked at our table about safety, comfort, and consent both as players and storytellers. We know what to expect, we're all excited to be here, and we want you to feel the same. So listener discretion is advised. Now let's walk the Path of Night. Last time on Path of Night. While the rest of the quarter tried to find the missing Vito Zantosa, Johnny called his friend Kabir to ensure that the Baraha's mortal family is smuggled out of New Haven. Johnny makes a painful phone call to warn his wife about the incoming danger. Meanwhile, Neil learned that the torpid bodies of Prince Rollins and Archon Peterson were being held at the New Haven morgue. Time is out, and the quarter must now make their moves. The praxis on Prince Rollins is now at hand. at Britta's secret hideout, her lair that's right in downtown New Haven under everyone's eyes. Uh, Miles, Britta, the two of you are alone. Miles, your phone battery is getting a little low, and I believe you're you're going to make a phone call? Yes. Okay, who are you calling? I'm calling you. Oh, hey, that's so weird. I was just calling you. Right, where are you? I'm uh, on the street. I just again, Stay there. Okay. We're coming. So, well, just sit here. Just stay right there. Okay. Hey, so I found the prince... Uh, and, um, the Archon. Okay. We should probably not talk about this over the phone, but... Sure. Tell me when we pick you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hurry? Yes. Okay, because we got, like, a limited window here. Yep. Car's loaded up. Let's go. Let's go. The two of you hop in the car. What are you driving? Right now, it's the the Chevy Blazer. Right, you, hop in, the... you hop into the Blazer. The two of you go cruising. It is not long before you can find two of your companions... Both Neil and Wynne kind of chillaxing after having successfully located the prince. It is Cobalt Nightshade. Jesus. Yes. I had loaded up the car with any more equipment that had been pointed out to me. We just loaded everything that we had previously. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil scoots into the back seat and then buckles himself into the center seat um, and leans forward between uh, Britta and Miles uh, in the front seat. Just, hey, so. Um, the prince and the archon are at the city morgue right now in torpor. Somebody tossed a grenade into their safe room. Somebody who knows. And he passes the, the print-offs of the photos. Great. Um, I got us an audience with my contact down there. Um, we're going to have to, you know, grab them and go. We're running out of time. I know. Do we but need to split do, up? We, I don't want to leave him there because he said there were other bids in on these, which... Wait, bids... What did you pay? Oh, I need to swing by the shop at some point, and uh, I uh, I need to pick up a copy of X-Men number 25. Uh, and then you don't I really have time for, like, reading. Hang out with him uh, while he rips it up and uh, smokes a blunt out of it. You super don't have time for this. It doesn't have to be today. I just need... To, I have a copy of it at the pawn shop, and I... Right. Look, I, what do we need to handle? I'll, we I'll need to handle... It. We fine. need to be at Elysium in the next, like... 40 minutes yeah, or I, less. Yeah, I, I get it. I just... Zantosa, Elise yeah, London, so and just, the Archon? Maybe we just mind zap him and we don't have to do I'm that. sorry, did you say mind zap him? Nope. Uh, yes, so the Archon and... Uh, and the uh, Prince. And we the have prince. to go get him. We have to go get them now because there are other bids in, according and to Chris. Elsa. And, and Elsa. And we need to call Elsa and talk to her and warn her that they are moving to kill her. If have we done that yet? Already. No, we haven't done that yet. Okay, well, we need to do that. All right, yes. you're driving. Neil, make the call. Oh, no, hell no. no, no, no. All right, Miles is... The-, she, she, the only one she'll listen to is Miles. Then let me drive. No. Then drive carefully and everyone be quiet while we're on speakerphone. Also, it is appropriate etiquette to warn her she's on speaker. Thank okay. you. Give me your phone. N- d- what? I don't have her number. Okay. Also, I need to call Marcos. Why? Because I need to get blood. Where and I you? haven't had time. We have time for that, but we don't have time for X-Men. No, we don't, because I'm hoping it'll be there when I get there. Jesus Christ, someone do something productive. I am. Make a phone call. You call Elsa Linden while I will simultaneously call Marcos. Sure. And now, five minutes of (laughs) crosstalk. Call Marcos. I will call Marcos. Get food ready? Yep. Okay. Uh, Yeah, he seems pretty happy to comply. Okay. Um, Thank you, Marcos. 
Miles, you call Elsa, mm. who pretty readily answers the phone. Hello, Miles. Hello, you're on speaker. I'm on what? Speaker phone. What? I'm driving and I don't have any hands. What? Speaker phone. Yes. Basically, everyone in my near proximity can hear you. Then we should be careful with what we discuss. Thank you for informing me. Yes. Um, so, the most pressing news is that you are being something called dog tagged. Excuse me? Right. So, that is apparently a thing the Sabbat do by tossing a werewolf in your general presence. What does this have to do with lupines? Miles, what are you talking about? You heard a killing spree? Are you familiar with anything going on outside of the Elysium right now? I need to know what your base level is. there something involving lupines going on outside of the Elysium? There may be a lupine coming to Elysium. Uh, Elsa, hi, it's Neil. Um, we don't know. I would not have led with that, Miles. Um, we don't know. It's going to happen maybe sometime when the Sabbat attack. We don't know what's going to happen tonight. We're pretty tonight? Su- I'm pretty sure the Xantosa said it was going to happen tonight. No, he was speculating. The Xantosa? Long story, your life is in danger. It may involve dog tagging, which is where they throw a werewolf at you. Not just because of that, though. Also, uh, right. on two individuals... On to the secondary part, it, we've got information that the combined forces of Arabella, Reese, and Shaw plan on killing you. We're on our way, and I've got backup. What does that mean? I have Nothing a- you've said makes any sense. I need you to keep yourself safe for the next 30 minutes. When is the lupine coming? I don't know. <laughs> Find out. She hangs up. That was productive. That she's wasn't, she's that motivated. Was, that wasn't productive at all. Why not? She knows now. You didn't mention the collateral that we have now. We're, we're trying to buy her onto our side. She was basically... On our, uh, look, no, I No, she's having a panic attack. I should know. One, I called her to let her know she was in life's in danger. Mm-hmm. Not to buy her time over the phone because I'm not doing that over the phone. Yeah, I I get it, but like, <laughs> why do you people keep insisting it's sending her into a well, sending her into a panic spiral? Are it you is done? To inco- I'm just speaking from experience. And yes, I'm done. Thank you. We Sorry. will handle it in the next thirty minutes. She's now aware, just in case. Sorry, I'm just starting to go into a panic spiral. It's okay, Neil. Well, so I need everybody else to gear up with what we have here. Do we have we anything that's? Johnny. Do you have a shirt? Johnny's gonna meet us there once we pull up. We will have a shirt once we get to my place. Thanks. Do we have anything that's good against werewolves? Also at my place. All right. Does um, everybody remember that third container? Hey, mm-hmm. just a fun fact. If a lupine does show up tonight, yeah. don't fight it. Run away. Run away super, super fast. Great. Does anyone know what works on lupines? Yeah, running away. Besides running? Uh, Nothing. Can I make an occult intelligence roll? Mm-hmm. I've heard Silver. Yes. I would like confirmation. Mostly because I have that from a Stephen King movie. One success. Okay, so a uh, few important things about Silver. Yes, you you have heard that Silver is effective against Lupines. Out of game, uh, in terms of rarity in the World of Darkness, Silver and Platinum trade places. Silver is extremely rare. Is that what I get? Yes. So that's basically it. Silver weapons. I don't have a lot of stuff. Just my Platinum dinnerware. No. Again, we can, don't. But that's also not silver. That's platinum. At least right, sounded, I don't have I, it, Elsa. It was a direct Elsa. Sorry, no, Elsa fine. sounded really scared. Like she's had experience. I think Neil. She we has, should run. Yeah. No. We oh, should. She had to run because she was. Uh, she had to run because it's a it's a lupine. Out she of could, her, yeah, she was forced out of a territory by yeah lupines. That'll happen. Look, the third box might have something in it. We'll take a look real quick. Cool. Also. If I'm understanding what the Xantosa said about this whole process properly and the things that I saw properly, mm-hmm. uh, this is not like a, hey, funsies, and then you, you beat the Lupine, yay. This is a, it kills everyone. It kills everyone. And if it doesn't, and you do manage to successfully fight it off, guess what? Killing Spree is standing outside. So fucking run and hide. Okay, this is this is not a this is not a like stand your ground kind of scenario. Right, except you just described that either we fight the lupine and die, or go outside and die. Yeah, but going outside, you can hide, and we know the territory better than they do, so we can hide. Some better of than us they do. can hide. 
Well, how about all of this? us could hide, no. Miles? It's just a, it's just a, whether you're decent there. We are putting the cart before the horse here. You... Let's get to the house. Let's pick up the supplies. We'll formulate a plan when we see what we have. I'm just very nervous that I know Miles is not more nervous. Let's... Miles is dealing with things in the way Miles deals with things, and you are dealing with things in the way you deal with things. Let's meet up with Johnny. Maybe he knows something. He's been near Elysium. He could have seen something that might help. Uh, Johnny has a. That's a sensible her. suggestion. But we're, he's going to show up with us in about the same time when the Sedites show up. He'll move in with us. And at that time, hopefully, Jane has not been discovered. So this needs to be quick. Yeah. It's a good idea to check the box. Let's. I'd rather be ready. prepared just in case because sometimes we don't get that option. I'm just worried that if we have the fight option, we will prioritize it over the run option. And Neil sort of looks at himself for a second, realizes that Johnny's not with the coterie right now, and unbuckle the center seat and, like, scoot <laughs> away from Wynn so that they're less crowded in the back seat, and then buckles himself back up. Miles, do you have any silver chains or anything like that? Like, jewelry? No. Okay. I guess we go. Alright. And then the group of you go. It's a pretty quiet ride. New Haven, despite this, like, chaos that's on the horizon. I think it actually seems pretty normal. Traffic is low. It's a nice, easy ride to Miles' Haven. We will pull up. Hope that this place isn't already... Burned to the ground. <laughs> Who knows? It's just normal there. That's what I'm hoping for. A little bit of normalness before we move into everything else. Everything is just fine. <sighs> I feel refreshed. Right, where's go- the box? Should still be in the living room. When hops out. Britta? Miles. Take a look at the box. Alright. Britta will go to the box. Which box are you looking at? The third box. No, no box. The, the assassin box. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is within the box, it looks like it's pretty well kitted out for an assassin. That assassin also happen to have silver shit. Yes. That's the All important right. part. It has three silver throwing knives. Pick them up very carefully. Show them to Miles. I don't know how to use that shit. Neil shakes his head. So not my range of expertise either. Well, I suppose that I know of. I can throw shit. Like, take them with us just in case. Yeah. If nothing else, we can just hold them and stab them. Pause on that. We're walking into Elysium. Yeah. We're going to carry weapons. a bunch of knives into Elysium. We'll figure out something. There's no weapons on Elysium. That they know of. And if we break the rules of Elysium then, going in there, they will kill us. Then why don't we hide them somewhere outside of Elysium? Not doing us any good. Because we'll it won't help us there. because the lupine... From what I've seen, and he like makes air quotes when he says seen, mm-hmm. is going to be in the Elysium with us. And you have already said that running is what we should do. Yes. So the first thing we do is we get outside of Elysium, grab them, and if it comes after us, Let's then just we're armed. Stop. And then we this lose the lupine. Spiraling is pointless. Just take them for now. We can try to hide okay. them, at least on ourselves. Right. Not just, going inside to Elysium. We can't. Just take them. Keep them in the car. By sure. the way, better. Can I get a self-control check to fade as you look through the box? Neat. What's up? <laughs> Still pretty. It's oh really boy. Pretty. You've managed to mass it so far. <laughs> uh, plus anything? Nope. Just self-control difficulty eight. Neat. I'm not going to spend a willpower. I'm a Torador. Hey. <laughs> I'm good. All right. <laughs> Damn, those guys love you. They do. I love them back. That's why. <laughs> I see, and before, uh, with that statement, I basically go upstairs and put on a very nice suit. Can I borrow a sweater or like a shirt? Or yeah, you can have both. Yeah, aren't all of our clothes like yes. messed up yes. at this point? Please take some stuff. <laughs> put put on some normal looking things. Normal's not really my thing, but I'll do what you ask. There you go. We all can look good. We get changed and we get going to Elysium. Right? Yep. Any time to hunt. I thought right when you were supposed to have food. That was roll perception. Diff four. Add your herd. Eleven. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Diff four, baby. Yeah. Um, so one success. Okay. Play a lot of games. It's hard to keep track of all Roll of these. Roll a d10. That's, this is the part I got. One. You get a quick snack. Uh, you're on very short notice. Yep. Uh, your ghoul is able to provide you with one individual who is very hard up for his mixtape to be listened to. And you basically are going to have to listen to the mixtape if you plan on getting them alone. Right? Let's put the mixtape on. <laughs> all right. The mixtape is hot garbage. Great. I eat them. <laughs> okay. 
uh, gain 10 blood. Oh, no. not, not, not like... I mean, <laughs> well, that's what you said, so... Uh, yeah, you're not going to make it. What's your self-control? Five. Yeah, I feel like... What's your blood? Uh, I am five out of 15. Okay, so you're, at, you're still at full five uh, self-control dice. Um, now, we normally can take three without too much things. No, yeah. you can take two with nothing. Three, three makes them sick. Yeah. yeah. Three, they need to go to the doctor. Yeah, Ooh. but that mixtape already made us a little bit ill, so... So he kind of gets what's coming. How much <laughs> you, got, you guys need some Johnny in your life. You guys are getting real far off the path. How here. much can I take with him being in care of somebody afterwards? Uh, why don't you give me an intelligence medicine roll? Nope. Okay. Let's eh, see what happens. Uh, let's take four. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, they pass out real hard. A little blue around the lips. I have medicine, and I assume I see this happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was also asking about feeding. Can I roll to see what seems to be up there? Like, as in, how bad is this? Okay, yeah. Can, can. <laughs> uh, medicine plus what? Uh, intelligence. Three success. Okay. Yeah, so with three successes, uh, this person is going to be okay. Uh, so long as, you know, they're monitored. They're okay right now, but their heart can undergo some issues due to how much blood loss that was. Four four pints of blood is kind of, like, a lot. fucking dangerous. Hey, Miles, we should really have someone take care of him. Um, he's looking kind of bad. That was my plan. Marcus, you call him an ambulance. Can we pay for it? Yes. Thank you. If you need more. <laughs> Did Miles just make that ready. noise? <laughs> is also, uh, I don't know if you guys can see the sunset, but yeah, it looks gorgeous, incredible. Yeah. Is anyone else coming, Miles? I think it was too short of notice. I see. Can I take Britt out and we'll meet you there? No. We don't have the time. Then I'll give whatever you need. Which I what? Uh, Are you offering to help Britta in this circumstance? I suppose. It would be... I know that you've had troubles recently with that, and I see that as a very big gesture. Then I will. He gives you, like, a resentful look, and then sticks his wrist up. Britta's eyes go wide, and she just kind of looks between Marcos and Miles. He's offering to help. He's joining the team in this particular function. Britta will slowly reach out, take gentle hold of his wrists... Kind of look at him, like checking to the resentment is still there. <laughs> it is still there. She looks a little bit apologetic as she will sink her fangs in and try to take two. Uh, he kind of like winces, giving over to the kiss. Mm-hmm. Any issues taking two? You can take as much as you want. He is uh, at your mercy. He's at my mercy, but he's also taking care of someone who needs help. And despite Breda needs blood, but we've been. You know, like there's so many grunty sounds being uh, made. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like an episode of Tool Time. <laughs> I don't, I don't think uh, she's still got enough humanity left to feel not great about taking too much blood from someone who's taking care of someone who had too much blood taken from, and who hates you, and who hates her. <laughs> so, so I will, uh, I'm I will go ahead. prop him up. His and blood is extra. Salty. I will sit him down and I will pour him a glass of juice. I, I lick the wound. Okay. He'll uh, drink some some juice. And I will thank him. Anything I can do to help. Thanks. We will need to have a... We will have a talk. Yes, of course. But tonight is a big night. I wish you well. I I appreciate it, Marcus. Sure. Let's grab the stuff and go. All right, so you guys suit up. Looking good. Mm -hmm. Is there more armor? Uh, Yeah. As Marcos kind of sees you off, he kind of just dumps the fucking glass of juice out. Pours (laughs) himself some wine. (laughs) That's that is not, not a good, good choice. <laughs> it is not. good for getting drunk after, though. It sure is. <laughs> Were we going to go get the prince and the archon before we showed up at Elysium? Who wants to go? To get the bodies? Yes. I'll go to the get the bodies. Uh, I'll, I'll do it. You two go. Uh, no, when should, when should be with you? Why? Muscle. I'm meeting up with Johnny. I know. You need as much as you can get, and I don't need Johnny may go off the handle. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but... We need... Yeah, and I can be back fast. I can call a cab. Well, With two bodies? The, after that part. You're taking the fucking car. So, we're all leaving now. Marcos and I can go get them, and then I can go, and it'll be the two of us quick, because I'm the one who has the end of the morgue, and then I will meet you there. I will be ten minutes behind you. Fine. Uh, yeah? Fine. Okay. 
Do you want him here or do you want him at Brenda's place? Probably here. Equidistant. Probably here. Okay. Marcos, are you okay with that? Marcos, no. He finishes his wine, gives a nod. (laughs) No, you won't. (laughs) And very casually, he heads to the car. Marcos knows what we do to cars. Unlike the car of his dometer, his car is blue. It is a Honda. (laughs) (laughs) It's got good gas mileage. I get the passenger seat. Thank you, Marcos. I, I don't know if you hear thank you enough, but thank, uh, thank you. I, I'm not doing this with any intentions of having conversations. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. He just kind of gets in, adjusts the mirror, takes a deep breath, and starts the car. Drunk Marcos is such a mood. <sighs> okay. Neil, I'm starting to feel like what kindred life is like. Neil is exactly will stay totally silent. Neil will stay totally silent as they're driving until like the awkwardness gets to him too much, and then start slowly humming, like, Girl from Ipanema. Yeah. And he won't be able to help himself. That happens very quickly. Uh, (laughs) The entire trip is just him, dead silent, utterly self-loathing, and a little drunk. (laughs) And when you, like, talk, hum, the volume just goes up, and then he just puts his hand right back on the wheel and keeps driving. Uh, The only thing I want to say as we're going, and I'm very happy to end on this, but as we get there into the bodies, is... uh, just when it gets too, just too awkward and too horrible, Neil will be like, hey, you know, Miles will be pretty pissed, but like, uh, you know Johnny's got a right project, right? No. Okay. It just keeps trying to, <laughs> <laughs> just to, trying to, trying to help and, as it, and then just falls silent and like stares out the window humming. <laughs> All right. So you guys are going to go and pick up the bodies. It is uneventful. Grab and bring him back. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a little behind them, but I'm going to uh, call a cab and just have it take me to Elysium. Okay. But I will walk into Elysium. Yeah. Marcos gets the bodies, yeah. sets them up, sits down by the piano, and, like, just begins playing an incredible song. And then just kind of stops when he realizes you aren't gone yet and just waits for you to leave. You're, you're very talented. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. With a derisive expression, he lets you go, and it's not until like you're out on the sidewalk that you can hear the distant sounds of the piano. Again. He's definitely playing Moonlight Sonata. There's no way he's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and yeah, and then I will call a cab and head to Elysium after the two of them, or the three of them. Sounds good. And so, yeah, we'll go past and uh, we will stop somewhere near the front of Elysium because I know that Johnny is keeping an eye out so that he sees the truck. And then we will wait for the Sedite cars to show up and that's when we'll make our way in. Honestly, Johnny is probably, uh, at this point, he's sat up, you know, like, uh, you know, when when bars have the uh, the outside patio of wintertime, mm-hmm. where they where all the smokers kind of congregate and bring drinks, and it's it's like fenced off, but it's out like mm-hmm. imposing in the sidewalk. He's probably sitting out amongst there with his full drink of, of liquor that he hasn't actually touched, uh, just chain smoking cigarettes, laying low and keeping an eye on the area. And he's really not just looking at the front of Elysium; he's looking in. For suspicious activity all around. I feel like he's in the perfect kind of, like, halo, like, zone around Elysium where, like, they won't notice him because he's just too far off. But, like, if people are starting to make weird moves on that property, they're going to be kind of... Your perimeters outside their perimeter. Yeah. Pull up in front and hope that Johnny spots us. You guys are not ultra subtle. Nope. Uh, as you pull up Johnny, you, you spot them immediately. <laughs> Have I seen anything else out of the, out of the ordinary in the area? What do you mean no. like that? Everything is like everything is like specifically low-key. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Normally like people spill out aside, the kindred start talking, they smoke their clothes, they talk their shit. None of that is going on. Whatever it is is so tense inside that the audience is captivated. Uh, I don't see any oddball uh, people in the same kind of area that I am, like keeping an eye on Elysium or anything like that. Not as far out as you are now. Okay. Once I once I uh, catch sight of the uh, 
Cobalt Nightshade Blazer. <laughs> I will uh, kind of just get up, grab my smokes, move past the people, and start walking towards Elysium. Being a bully boy, what are some of the normal things that I'd be expected to carry into Elysium for weapons? Weathers kind of keeps a pretty strict policy about it. Basically, mm-hmm. bully boys are expected to carry a weapon if if they feel that they might need one. So like on an, an intense uh, night mm-hmm. like this, absolutely, you would be expected to carry a weapon. However, it can never be a weapon that is easily seen by common passerby. So like... You need to basically dress, you need to basically handle it like you're being, you know, unobtrusive security. So, in that case, Johnny has his knife on him, his boot knife. Boot knife, good. And he's going to carry, see if he can, if he can have two pistols on his person, concealed in his jacket, that he intends to hand over to other people to defend himself. Sounds good. Easy. And then, also maybe a stake? Wooden stakes are actually common choices for so, bully so, boys. Yeah, so he's going to have a stake and two pistols in his jacket, which I think is probably a reasonable amount to hide. And then the boot knife in his boot. Sounds good. When we get out, when we'll take the, the silver knives. Just kind of hold them out. If you can stash those anywhere on you. All right. Not, you, you bring in throwing knives, though? They're silver. So? Um, unexpected guests are allergic to silver. If you say so. Any luck with your family, Johnny? Talk about that again some more time, alright? Alright. So we move on up and start a formation, and I hope the... the so basically, what are the Sedite cars pull up, but they haven't got out yet? So, while you guys are hanging out, yep. uh, kind of out in the parking lot behind uh, the Elysium itself, you can see uh, three, like black SUVs, just like the ones that have chased you guys around town in the past. Uh, They pull up, and goons start climbing out. Uh, Strong-jawed, beard. Some of them have, like, greasy mop-top hair, and they just look like straight-up goons. And these goons start looking for Midnight Cobalt, and... (laughs) Find their way, find their way over to Miles, and you see a group of Sedite thugs square up to to greet Miles. We had a fucking in character conversation where Miles is like, "No, I need them to know what my car is. Fuck them." <laughs> the fact that it's coming around full circle is so good. It's so good. I step out of the car, gentlemen, gentlemen. It's you. Yes. Were you expecting someone else? No. Oh. We're just ready to do this. Me too. Who are we killing? Mm, unsure yet, but possibilities. Will you let us know? Will do. <laughs> the surly... Judd definitely gives a sign at, at Miles. Like, I hope you know what you're doing. This is what it's all about, isn't it? Let's go on in. I feel really uh, sophisticated Johnny right will now. go up to the doors first. Uh, <laughs> let himself in. Look around to see... Who else is at the opening to Elysium here? So, as you guys approach the door to Elysium, there's a pair of men with kind of scraggly hair, dressed like... Dressed like they're really, really big fans of Constantine. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of hanging out by the door, smoking cigarettes with, like, tan trench coats and, like, uh, specifically, like, blue silk ties. And... Mm. They kind of give the group of you nods like they intend bad things, but get out of your way so that you can do what you have to do. They specifically do not bar your entrance into Elysium. Beyond that, there's like half a dozen Bruja hanging out out front, and they all snicker and like talk shit about, you know, Johnny and Miles selling out to the Setites and the Setites stare at them and they stare at the Setites and things are already looking like people are going to start thumping chests against each other at any moment. Oh god, kiss already. Sorry, that was not in character. (laughs) You sure? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Johnny definitely gives some nasty looks back to the Bruja. Mm -hmm. Just start striding forward. Don't even Mm. notice these two Miles oblivious <laughs> to the drama that surrounds him. 
walks right in. Inside, it looks like there is a smattering of awkward, stupid, pointless conversations that are being held uh, amidst kindred who are kind of just waiting nervously for whatever's about to happen to happen. And as you kind of go out into like that big open space that makes the foyer that has like the couches facing each other and there's lots of kindred kind of dressed in fashionable clothing chit-chatting uh, up overhead there's this uh, there's like a chandelier that shines beautiful pieces of art all over the place Britta can I please have a self-control check at difficulty 8 yes you may I am a torador spending willpower <laughs> interesting I have nothing oh including the willpower I said I'm not spelling with any willpower. Oh, okay. Uh, Britta walks in right alongside Miles, ready to rock, Mm -hmm. and gets lost in this incredibly just complex and distracting piece of modern art. Imagine I'm walking behind her, and I do not see her stop. No, you bump right into Britta. Bump right into... Oh, sorry, kiddo. Does that break me out? No. Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. And she just kind of grabs Britta by the shoulders and keeps walking her forward. <laughs> yeah. As a reminder, like, Toriador have to be careful late at night. Mm-hmm. Because if you catch the start of the sunrise, you have to make a check. <laughs> and the fact that you are being burned to death by the sun does not end the the Toriador clan weakness. And Toriador just sometimes die watching the sunrise. Awesome. So... <laughs> <laughs> And we're walking. And uh, we're walking. Johnny glances around to see if he recognizes uh, anybody that might be on our side. Any, I don't know how many other bully boys are left in in uh, Weathers control. And also, actually, I look to see if I can spot Weathers anywhere. So you do spot Weathers, who is pacing back and forth, kind of like a like a caged animal. Like mm-hmm. he's he's ready for for this shit to start. If whether it goes well or not, he, he kind of very clearly needs something to start happening. Johnny walks over to Weathers, gives him a hard look. You and all right, old man? I think right about now is as good as it's going to get tonight. Probably. Uh, Weathers, uh, Johnny kind of like looks up at Lyndon. She's spooked. You know, have you heard about what's happening tonight? I know that there's uh, rumors... Larabelle is looking for allies to support a Praxis clan. Johnny reaches into his uh, pocket, pulls out a pen, grabs uh, Weather's hand, and writes lupines. He frowns. What the hell are you talking about? He then writes sabat, and then dog tagging. Shit. I have to talk to the Seneschal. They're working with the Seneschal. No one's going to leave unless they call court. Seneschal's got to be talked and being reasonable. If what I've been hearing is true, the Seneschal's well aware of all of these things and is making moves. And that includes moves with Arabella Rollins and our good friend Shaw. Although it looks like Miles and the Settites made nice. He looks over at Miles and his pile of goons. What does that mean for us? It means the numbers are a little bit more even. Okay. Jane had to step out. Have you seen her? Not for a half hour at least. Okay. What's the plan? What's Miles doing? I'm not sure. Yeah. He's being frustratingly cavalier about the whole thing. Kinda unlike him. Find out what he knows. I'm gonna see if we can find Shaw. He disappeared in here somewhere. Weathers goes and he steps off to the side. Yeah, me and the crew are heading towards Elsa Linden. Elsa Linden is up on the second floor. She, for whatever reason, is not surrounded by people. And she's just kind of like nervously leaning against the window, looking out the window. Like she is completely tuned out of everything that's going on in court and is just kind of in her own head. You do spot Reese enter and walking beside him, terrified, is this gaunt, ghostly little boy who, as soon as he sees you, looks like he wants to, like, rush to you. But this 
terrible fear of whatever it is Reese might do overwhelms him, and he just remains still, keeping close to the Tremere. I kind of give him a wink. He just kind of nods very fast. It's taking a lot, but she is... She wants to be as he remembered her to be when she shot the thing that hurt him in the woods in one pretty much one shot. Wynne is very much aware of how badly this could go, especially now that the Xantosa isn't here. Yeah. Are there any other raids about? No, it looks like this is the the one who's kind of hanging out nearby. Mm-hmm. Can I make a lore wraith um, roll? I want to know if there is something compelling him to stay with Reese that I can get my hands on. Sure. Intelligence? Yep. I'm going to spend a willpower on this. Uh, three successes. Okay. Uh, uh, four. Sorry. You would know that if Reese is in possession of a fetter, like a link that the boy had in life, whatever it is that kind of keeps him tied to the living world, mm-hmm. um, in theory, Reese could use that to blackmail and manipulate the poor ghost. Is it also possible Reese just is a necromancer and has other means of doing that? That is certainly possible, okay. but a lot of necromantic means would still require that. Yeah, make use of a fetter. Yes. All right. When Reese and I were talking about the Xantosa, I seem to remember something about a ring. Yes. Does that look like it could have belonged to a little boy or a little boy's mother? Uh, the ring is too big. Okay. It is. It is a man's ring. Okay. With my role, is it possible that he, the soul, is already bound into the ring, like been forged into it? No. Okay. If the if so, if the boy's soul has been forged, the boy's soul is the item. Okay. He, you would not be able to see him. You okay. would not be able to interact with him. So from where I am, um, Britta is in front of me, just staring off into the chandelier. All right. I'm gonna kind of lean forward and put my lips right next to her ear. Kiddo, I really need you to focus up for me right now. What's my timeline? Give me a self control check. I will spend the willpower this time. Sounds good. Difficulty? Eight. Three successes. Okay. Wind gets your attention and you tear yourself free. Oh, wait, sorry, two. In case it matters. Nope, two's still good. Sweetheart, I need you to look very closely at the Seneschal. And I need you to tell me if anything you see on him could in any way be something that belongs to a little boy or a little boy's mother. Britta's going to try to keep the same sort of glazed expression on her face, try not to let her expression slip too much, as if she's still entranced by the chandelier. She's going to also try to orient her body away from the chandelier, just kind of as much as she can turn towards the seneschal and not towards the item. She'll look carefully unassisted at first, but if she sees nothing, she's going to switch on heightened vision. Go ahead and give me a perception plus alertness. Mm-hmm. Your difficulty is 8 minus uh, your Auspex rating. Minus one. Okay. So four success. Okay. Uh, with four successes, you can see kind of uh, tucked into his coat pocket. There's just enough of like a bump and a shape in his pocket. that You can actually make out the shape of a whistle. At that point, once Britta gets an idea of the object, she will stop using Auspex keeping herself still. She's still very cautious about the chandelier. The the temptation is very real. But she'll allow herself to break out of the glazed expression, lean back over to win. Front pocket, something like a whistle. Is it obvious when you start pumping blood into disciplines? Or into raising your stats? No. Okay. My, what an interesting question you have. (laughs) What? (laughs) Big eyes. (laughs) And Wynne just kind of, like, makes it look like she was doing a weird gangrel nuzzle thing against her coterie mate. You give her the weird gangrel nuzzle? Yep. Also, also, also you kind of get a weird gangrel nuzzle as she says thank you. (laughs) I was using it to hide, but I'm not really. (laughs) Look, it can be two things. So, I'll move up to the second floor with Elsa, and I will ask the posse to, you know, wait back a little bit. Okay. As I march up the stairs towards her. Uh, you approach Elsa. 
you do not seem to be able to kind of like draw her attention. Her gaze is just outside. It looks like she's maybe reminiscing. And in her hand is a wine glass filled with some dark red liquid. She just seems completely apathetic as to what's going on around her. Elsa. Ms. Linden. I figured your first day would at least get you to turn around to look at me. I dared not look away or blink. I've come as I said I would. And I've come prepared to deal with any of these eventualities. There is no preparing for a lupine, Miles. There are some, but there's also people that'll help you if that comes to that. You know, I've seen them before, up close. I had heard. Mindless beasts. Strong enough to tear a modern car asunder. Elsa, there's other things going on right now, and I know that it's not the biggest of your concerns, but things do need to keep moving. The political affair of the local kindred will mean nothing the moment the lupine arrives. Or it'll be that exact moment when all this solidifies. Out of what? We're under the impression that Reese and them are working, or at least knowledgeable, of what Killing Spree is about to do. And part of this is stopping them. So I'm here to ask for your help. If we agree to give them the city, will the Lupines still come? Yes. It makes no sense. Sabat makes no sense. They're chaos. Sabat exists to destroy. Why would they make all of these machinations if they intend on simply wiping out the local court? I think that it's just here to cause chaos. It's going to do that, yes, that's true. But so much more, Miles. Because maybe these people thought they were smarter than the individuals they were dealing with. She looks back at you. Their hubris has plagued me every step. Hubris has plagued all of this court, Miles. That's true. You shouldn't be here. But you're here, and I said I would come. What is your plan? They're going to go for Praxis. And you plan to fight it? Yes. And you want me to help you fight? Correct. At least politically. Everything else is up to you. If we survive the night, things will shift. Yes. I suppose if we survive the night, the sky's the limit. You've been a trustworthy person in this court, and you've helped me out when you didn't have to. But it should also be known that Rollins hasn't suffered the final death yet. He has not? No. Do you have proof of this? Yes. Also, proof that somebody knew exactly where the panic room was that they were in and took them out with a grenade. A precision strike. Very well. Provide what evidence you have to Romeo. He'll make sure that it gets out to all of the locals. And by the time you are confronting Reese, everyone will know of his duplicity. Elsa, just a quick question. Yes, she said, like, she has not looked away from the window. What was the question I asked you? Well, what was the term that I used before that you didn't understand? Speakerphone. Good enough. We are under the understanding that there's a person that can impersonate other people in this court. I understand. And Shaw is here somewhere. Anything I should say to Romeo? You let him know that I said for him to spread the information far and wide. He'll know what to do. How would get yourself near Johnny? I see a little point in that. Currently, he's holding some of our best things, and he'll be able to make a decision about getting you in and her out, or keeping you safe. I was serious. She actually, like, looks away from the window. Okay. Him and Weathers will probably be close to each other. She kind of gives you a nod and heads downstairs and just sits by Johnny. And I'm going to start walking and go look from up there to see if I can find Romeo. Johnny will be kind of pacing around, keeping an eye on things, so he's not really staying in one location. At some point, he's going to kind of get to, like, the back of Elysium and go into some of the back rooms where, like, the sheriff and the bully boys kind of, like, stay, just to kind of, like, keep see if, see if what he can see in the back areas. And if he can get to a window on the back side of Elysium, he'll take a look to see if the car is gone. When you kind of slip around and look, you can see that the car is not gone, Two people are in it, and they're kind of, like, reclined in seats, 
quietly waiting for some opportunity to drive away. And you immediately recognize Jane and Jessica. Uh, and I'm going to walk into Elysium and look around for everybody. And just kind of see the tableau of all of them standing there. Everyone looks pretty goddamn serious. And made my way over to Miles. I'm probably on the second floor of the balcony, like, looking around for Romeo. Gives a subtle thumbs up. So, uh, so what's our, uh, what are you looking for? What's the plan? Romeo, Thanks. we need to find him. Oh, what is he going to look around for? Are we, are they up on the balcony? Yeah, the two of them are, yeah. I'm posed. <laughs> While looking. Romeo, Romeo. <laughs> Where for <laughs> our town, Romeo? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to uh, You guys actually pretty easily see Romeo making a beeline towards someone. I, I would, like, follow the trajectory where he's going as he heading to... Bretta. I'm still standing by wind. Interesting. Miles, you may want to intercept that. Oh, thank you. Uh, before this gets to... Uh, move down the stairs. Young Toriadori. I'm sorry, What? He points. Uh, Romeo stops in front of you, brother, and he takes off his Sony like CD player Walkman, and just like you know, he takes the headphones off his ears. Yo. Hey. Jesus Christ. You're that. Uh, you're that new Toriro, right? I've heard that you maybe had a similar start. Yeah, something like that. I mean, uh, she'll hold out her hand for a handshake, and she'll say. Well, obviously you know who I am, but... I'm he better. shakes your hand, and his hands are ice cold to the touch. So are mine. Yeah. I notice, I think, right? You would notice the clairvoyant yeah, temperature? Yeah, I'm describing it to you because you notice. <laughs> Does he appear to take notice? I'll look up to his face at the contact and the sensation. So you guys shake hands. Mm -hmm. Your eyes fall down to the two of your hands, and mm -hmm. his eyes fall to the two of your hands. Mm -hmm. And then you both kind of look up at each other at the same moment. Wynn is watching, just <laughs> smooth, sack. like trying not to be disapproving, <laughs> but failing. The mom chaperone at the middle yep. school dance. Yep. <laughs> we should um talk, see if we match stories. He like leans in really close, very comfortable with you, mm. and whispers, "I think I know who you are," and he just turns and walks away. Nope. Um, unless someone's... <laughs> nope, nope, he doesn't. <laughs> unless someone's stopping me, I'm walking off with him. <laughs> I was like, I'm coming straight at them. So. Okay, no, at, at this point, Miles, you arrive, the two. And he's like, oh, sorry, excuse me. And he, like, hold. goes to disengage. Yeah, yeah, I was like, hold. He pauses. Elsa Lynn didn't send me. What does she need? She needs... kind of, like, becomes way more focused. She needs you to spread this information about Arabella, Reese, and Shaw's plan, and the fact that the prince has not suffered the final death. What you got for me? And I show, I got the pictures. Kind of takes the pictures and, like, looks through them. Alright, I'll make sure this gets out. I don't know if this is a role or what this is, uh, and or if it's just no, <laughs> that's not them. a thing. <laughs> uh, just basic, like, eye color, skin color, hair color combination. Could this be one of the kids from the memory, Romeo? You're not sure. I don't have, the like, kids, a clear the, idea of the, the Yeah, the, the memory of the kids doesn't stand out quite enough. Okay, cool. Uh, no, mm, he's busy. No, nah, I don't care. I'm <laughs> gonna try to walk <laughs> off with him unless someone stops me. <laughs> he kind of, like, as he starts to go, he's, he's like, puts it in, like, stop. Be cool. You can see in Bretta's expression that she is not ready to be cool, but she'll kind of tilt her head, big doe eyes, and very hesitantly nod because she's... Miles just asked him to do something. It seems to be the only thing holding her back from this. We'll talk. Okay. He starts heading up the stairs, and then up on the second floor, out of the sheriff's office, he emerges Shaw, and he looks around, has that typical toothy grin that he watches the group with. His skin is still, like, charcoal black. His full Nosferatu visage is... Clears day for everyone to see. Did Weathers head up to the sheriff's office and then he come out? No. Okay. No, Weathers is uh, still kind of like looking around. Okay, so Shaw is just uh, coming out of the, the sheriff's office like he's sheriff. Now. Like he fucking owns the place. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> exactly. Uh, very quickly, goons start forming up at Shaw's flanks and Reese moves to go and join him. If I catch Weathers' eyes, I, I definitely give him kind of like a and point up. 
He looks up, kind of gives you a nod, and seems to be keeping an eye on the situation. But the goons head downstairs, and they seem to be headed towards Miles, seeing what's going on. Followers of set goons start making their way over to Miles. And at this point, the entire court falls silent and begins to watch the group of you. I'm going to fall in and stand by Miles as well. I will stand by my posse. I yep, will yep. make my way down, sort of awkwardly past them, because they were on the second floor too, down to stand next to Miles. But I am very much on the lookout for an opportunity to bump into Reese. Okay. Kind of joining you guys around your like group, Sorry. but kind of still on, like, on the outskirts of it, is Elsa Linden, who like lights of Virginia slim. <laughs> and like nervously starts smoking. It is not the tension of the meeting that has her freaked at something something else. I'm this is maybe a bad idea considering how much jewelry she wears. I'm not gonna look at her, but I'm gonna see if I remember what kind of jewelry she wears. Mm-hmm. Is it silver in color? Uh she does wear a lot of silver jewelry. It makes Neat. a heck of a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> John takes a look around to make sure that his he's only giving his back to people that he trusts in this situation. Mm-hmm. And then kind of just stands with his hands on his hips, but pushes his leather jacket up, exposing the fact that he's got a pistol um, in, it, in it, the uh, like sitting in the back of his jeans. In fact, actually, if he can manage it, he's going to show off both of those pistols, because he doesn't need either of them. This must sound like a really weird question. The stances that the coterie is taking right now and how they're all standing next to each other. Am I getting some serious deja vu? Yes. Neil starts looking really nervously at how everyone is standing and then throwing glances towards the front doors. Britta catches the look from her angle and tries to... She's confused. She she can't really get why he looks nervous, but she will, like, adjust. I sort of subconsciously put on heightened senses. (laughs) Wind just to edges a little closer to her emotional support, Malkavian. This is it. This, this is it. This is it. This I know, buddy. It's all right. No, 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 this is it. Miles. Shaw. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's unusual. I heard word that the will of the prince was violated and someone paid a visit to the Sabbat. You don't know anything about this. Miles, do you? Last time I checked, I was carrying out the will of the prince, so no. The will of the prince. Is that so? What you know about the Sabbat in the area, Shaw? I know everything I'm supposed to know. I'm a member of the Nosferatu, Johnny. So why don't you enlighten the court? You sure you want that? He shrugs, like, go for it. I have been conducting an investigation as the newly appointed sheriff of this domain. He kind of points to Reese, who kind of gives the crowd a nod, confirming that he has indeed been awarded this position. Appointed by who? The Seneschal who acts with the will of the prince. But the prince still lives. The Seneschal's power exists so, so long as the prince isn't present. He's just going to replace a domain position, even though the prince... I think you and I both know that Rollins is going to let Reese do whatever the hell he wants. That's not really the subject of this conversation. Not yet. It has been brought to our attention via the aid of the web. The Sabbat has been using an infiltrator to get in deep, learn the secrets of this court, so that his master could strike. Some of you might remember that a while ago, there was a bruja that Weathers insisted be allowed to walk among us despite his disgusting Sabbat origins. You motherfucker. You gotta spread those lies. Those lies? Yeah. Who's your sire, Johnny? I don't know who my sire is. Never caught his name. Well, good for you. I do. Johnny is the product of the killing spree. An infamous Sabat pack that has begun acting in the area using intelligence provided to them by Johnny. And the crowd starts, like, gasping at a bunch of fucking brouhaha, like, fucking knew it. Johnny's a fucking traitor. Anyone who knows Johnny knows he doesn't have a drop of intelligence. Johnny stops, like, his hard <laughs> staring and kind of just gives you this, like, look like, really? Guys. Well, that's interesting, Shaw, because... The information that we have says that the killing spree was provided that information by you. Ridiculous. 
I've never even met members of the Killing Spree. No, but you People met start, my child. People start immediately like looking at Shaw and like they're giving that like really intense stare that they give when they're like totally using aura perception, but like trying to not reveal that they're using aura perception. He's literally looking at the rules for aura perception. <laughs> One of those people is me. <laughs> I didn't say anything about talking to Killing Spree directly. That's weird that you went directly there. How about Vito Santosa? Johnny, please stop helping me. That's a good question. Where is Vito Santosa, Johnny? Who helped Vito get out of town before my guys were able to perform their strike? Who's hiding that member of the Sabbat? No one's hiding that member of the Sabbat. Then where is he? Not here and not there. That's not what I asked. Miles, consider this a formal sheriff investigation. Answer my question, where is Vito Santosa? How about we table that, since maybe we should come up with the question of who attacked the prince in his own haven. Seems a little bit more important than your... Than what? An impending Sabbat attack because of your coterie mate? Or an impending Sabbat attack because of you. You also seem to dodge that question. The crowd is getting fucking more and more nervous every time someone's like, impending Sabbat attack, impending Sabbat attack, impending Sabbat attack. When Miles drops the, like, somebody attacked the prince bomb, both Reese and Shaw are up there, and I want to be watching for any flickers of nervousness in their auras when that comes out of nowhere. Uh, give me aura perception. Uh, so one success. Uh, with one success, Reese shows just the faintest ghost of nervousness. I'll lean over to Miles and just out of the corner of my mouth without moving. Reese. What I know... He doesn't like that you know. ...is that the prince was attacked recently on top of the sudden change, and the only person who knew where Rollins was was Arabella. And now I was tasked by my sire, Archon Peterzoon, to look into dealings with people from our domain to outside the domain. So you're telling me that the Ventru engaged in a plot against their fellow Ventru, and this should be a distraction from Johnny's blatant treachery because... It seems like you're deflecting a lot. It seems like I'm in the midst of doing my job and being interrupted by an impetulant tr- Ventru who's trying to protect his clearly guilty coterie mate. It seems like you're also protecting the two individuals that are, I guess, not a coterie, but co-conspirators. Everybody knows you've been talking with them all day. Look at the faces around you. They all know. A door swings open up on the second floor, and Arabella steps out onto the balcony. When a door swings open, Neil starts and, like, almost has a panic attack, and then sees Arabella and, like, calms down. Door swings open. Britta looks to Elsa at just sitting sure she's not trying to go anywhere. Inching closer to Reese. Once you get like a certain distance, a couple Bruja like st- vis- like actively step in the way and give like smug, we're gonna beat the shit out of you looks. I give them smug, I'd like to see a try looks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is funny, Shaw, that you keep on blustering up there and you're trying to sell the greatest lie of all time. That somehow you're the one that's straightforward and I'm the master manipulator. Can't believe that the Bruja are eating this shit up. Johnny, it is not far-fetched for you to be a pawn. Arabella speaks up. Kindred of the domain of New Haven, I have come to you to announce my claim to Praxis. I am Prince. And the court falls very quiet. I look around to see how Romeo is doing. Romeo has been very quietly kind of like mumbling things, kind of showing people like images. I see that we heard us talking about you. We're here to rebut your claim. I mean, we'd already started doing that. You can test my claim to Praxis. Yeah? She points at Miles. And then you begin to hear horrible screams coming from outside across the street. This is it. This is it. We gotta go. 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 Miles, this is another time. And the roar of an engine. No, it's th- this is it. Th- th- uh, Neil is Neil. like having a full blown panic Neil. attack. Go. And he will reach out and I mean I made promises and grab Elsa Linden by the wrist and be like, "Hey, we should go." <laughs> she like the second anyone touches her, she like stiffens, looks at you, fangs bared. Oh yeah. Uh, Arabella points at Miles. 
He is a criminal, and I declare the blood hunt. Kill him. Bruja start looking at Miles. Setites start looking at Bruja. And now everyone can hear the roar of an engine as smashing through the front door of the Elysium, through the metal, is this pickup truck that goes, hits a load-bearing pillar, and stops. There's no one in the driver's seat, and in the back, there's a tarp, and the tarp moves and trembles with something underneath it. Run. You start to hear primal bone-snapping, growling sounds. The crowd takes a step back, including Shaw and Reese, and then the lights go out. Run! Path of Night is an actual play Vampire the Masquerade podcast set in the classic world of darkness. Britta, the unknown new embrace, was played by Rebecca Steigelfest. Johnny Saxon, the Bruja, was played by Garrett Gabby. Miles Davenport, the Venture, was played by Tim Davis. Neil Foster, the Malkavian, was played by Rob Muirhead. Wind Cabot, the Gangrel, was played by Erica Webb. Your storyteller was Lex Lopez, recording by Rebecca Steigelfest. This episode edited by Rob Muirhead. The music used in this episode was January Grunge Love Fest by Technowax. Visit them online at technowax.com. T-E-K-N-O-X.com. Path of Night uses the 20th anniversary edition rule set of Vampire the Masquerade with a few limited house rules. Vampire the Masquerade and the Storyteller system are owned by Paradox Interactive. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at at Path of Night Pod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash pathofnightpodcast, or email us at pathofnightpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time, Kindred. As Marcos kind of sees you off, he kind of just dumps the fucking glass of juice out, pours himself some wine. <laughs> that is not, not a good, good for choice. <laughs> it is not. good for getting drunk after, though. It sure is. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who would do such a thing? That'd be awful. <laughs> I didn't have a Thanks, great Red Cross. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great time at Mohegan Sun once. Let's go. Let's continue. <laughs> so did I. Let's go. I mean, a lot of people have had good times with Mohegan Sun. I feel like you're talking about a different time. Mm-hmm. Blood right. loss is very important. Let's go. Oh boy. <laughs>